to Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. I'm your host, Tess Yanos, and today is day 17 of 31 Days of Horror. To follow along on this petrified pumpkin of a podcast, be sure to follow OCD on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Patreon. We've got lots of spooky stuff going on over there. We are 14 days away from Halloween and 12 days from our second Halloween giveaway. On Thursday, October 29th, my 30th birthday, what, what? We will be giving away a very witchy package that includes a Chilling Adventures of Sabrina Volume 1 comic, a Sabrina and Salem Funko from the Netflix series, and OCD stickers. To enter, head on over to your social media of preference, follow ongoing comic book discussion podcast, and share your favorite OCD horror posts thus far. Tag OCD in your post along with the hashtag 31 days of horror comics and you will be entered into the raffle. That's one entry per person and it's going to be a devilishly good time. Now to introduce today's co-host, this ghoulish gal is my sister from another mister. That's right, this lady holds the title of bestie in my life. When it comes to being weird and spooky, well, we just get each other. Please give a witchy welcome to the lovely Nakia. What's up, Nakia? Hey, Tess. <laughs> hey, girl. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm, I'm hanging out today. Good. Hanging out with me. I feel so lucky. I know, right? Yes. Me and you go way back, and we definitely bonded over our same, like, intense affinity and love for Halloween all year round. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. My house is Halloween 24-7. Yes, including your six-toed cat and one-eyed cat. Exactly. Herman and Clyde, named after <laughs> Herman Munster, and, uh. <laughs> and Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> of course, of course. You've got your, your Sabrina Mortuary uh, shirt on, which we have a matching shirt, of course. Exactly. Um, and we have matching tattoos, the, the moon, because why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Our best, our best friendness runs deep, y'all. Um, <laughs> she even married John Babe and I, believe it or not. I did. Believe it or I not, did. she did. I officiated it. <laughs> you did. You did. You wrote the most beautiful speech ever, and I can't wait to frame that in our house one day. Thanks, girl. <laughs> Thanks, girl. Uh, well, you, you were here on a, on a Halloween podcast, uh, for right now anyway, that's this whole month, this podcast is Halloween themed, of course, and dare I say, I have the whole hour, don't worry, uh, what does Halloween mean to you, Miss Nakia? Oh my goodness, I don't even know where to begin, um, <laughs> it means magic, it means celebrating differences, it means having fun, it means dress up, it means spooky fun cool things that aren't harmless but they're just neat um yeah gosh it means everything i don't know i suppose like uh, my mom was a seamstress and she would create these wonderful costumes when i was little and it just it just spurred from there you know and it was like wow this is such a magical cool holiday that's such an outlier and of course the history is wild you know yeah witches and whatnot yeah, witches and whatnot. You're you have an an affinity, should I say that? A love for Edgar Allan Poe. You love Poe. <laughs> I do. I do. Um, um, my graduate my graduate thesis is based on him and literary genres. Um, I teach the Edgar Allan Poe class at my high school. So I'm, cool. I'm known for the Poe stuff. I really am. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love how much you love Halloween. Whenever you're on this side of town, we always go to the Halloween shops in Burbank, and it's just like, you're my favorite witch to go with. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I went to Target yesterday to get whatever, 
Hannah, and I was really excited because I saw them kind of advertising Halloween stuff, and I was like booking it to that uh, little holiday section. No, just back oh, yeah. to school sales. Boo. I was so bummed. <laughs> I got socks. That was the only thing they really had, so. I love it. I love that you took a picture of your socks and sent it to me, and it was like, it has begun. Yeah, it has little pumpkins on it. They're adorable. They were a dollar. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. Come on. Well, we officially have matching socks because I have those, I think I have those same socks. They're just a little bit taller, so. Ah, I'll see. There you go. There we go. There we go. We could be twins, like, pretty much. Um, cool, man. Well, speaking of Poe, you have us reading Lenore, which is based off a poem by Edgar Allan Poe. Yes. Yes, please explain this comic. Oh, man. <laughs> so I was 15 years old or so, either ninth or sophomore year of high school, and I'd be hanging out with my little goth buddies, and one of them was like, hey, you need to read this comic, and I was like, cool. And uh, I read it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. This is so funny. It's so cute. The artwork is incredible. It really is. Um, the author yeah. the author and illustrator is Roman Dirge. Um, he inked and, and wrote all these. And I was in, I took like all the art classes, AP art and all that at the time. And I was just obsessed with copying the drawings and, and seeing what I could do with them and being really inspired by them and taking them my own kind of twist on them. Um, and it was just, they were just so like funny and cute, but also harmless, but also spooky. And he, I think, the thing with Roman Dirge is he really understood that goth quirkiness, but also throwing in humor and also yeah. throwing in like just funny phrasings and things like that. Um, it was also the peak of Invader Zim as well um, by Jonan Vasquez and him, Roman Dirge and Jonan Vasquez are friends. Roman actually wrote for the show for a while um, and that kind of humor embeds itself in these books as well or these issues. That's awesome. I love that. It was great. And I, um, when I saw the cover of it, I was like, of course, Nikia would love that. Like, it's so, it's so you. <laughs> it's like this little zombie dead girl on the front, like being uh, choked by an octopus or something. And I was like, of course she loves that. Yeah. It's about a strange little dead girl and her adventures with like the living and the non-living and all her strange little friends. Yeah. And this was a TV show, right? Uh, no. It was that he wanted to get like a animated thing going on but unfortunately it kind of fizzled he did have a short stint with sony um and you could find okay. them on youtube and they're like two and a half minutes three minutes long and it's his voices and i think some friends and things like that and they're super cute because they take the panels and they just turn it into animated you know mm -hmm. and he inked them as well and i think with just at the time youtube wasn't even really around i mean these were published mm -hmm. in like 2009 to like 2012. I don't remember when YouTube came about. It was after college oh. for me. But anywho, so it wasn't as well known. Uh, he had it on his website, Spooky Land, which is still running today. Um, but it's just, long story short, Roman Dirge in 2015 got in a really, really bad car accident on Hollywood Island, actually, coming from the Powerhouse Bar, um, where it shattered his leg. Like it was a hit and run. Oh my God. Yeah, he just, and he just became active again last year on Instagram. Um, because I think just the accident was so bad, and among other things, and being a freelance comic book artist, and it was such a niche, niche genre, is hard. Um, yeah. And I think that 
unfortunately, uh, Lenore kind of died with that. And the, so the TV show didn't really take off, and then Invader Zim took off more, and et cetera, et cetera. Kind of here we are today with it. It's more of a nostalgic oh, yeah. thing. I think uh, fellow goth friends will absolutely know what this comic is. I know. I bet when I post this on Instagram, there's going to be some, some ghoul gals are going to be like, wait, 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 I loved her. Oh, yeah. Um, and I don't know if you saw yours but he has like pages called dope tattoo flash and like it's just dedicated like artwork that he does that you can get tattooed on you and a lot of people have some more tattoos in fact i thought about getting one for a while and then that idea fizzled out and then looking through these again i was like oh my gosh that one would be perfect um mm-hmm. and then hot topic had a stint for a while oh i can't remember what year but i remember walking in going what they're yeah. what <laughs> And she looks familiar to me. I feel like I might have seen her in Hot Topics. Yeah. T-shirts. Um, they had a doll. Um, I bought the lunchbox, funny enough, because I was known in high school for carrying a metal lunchbox around where I kept my art supplies and not my lunch. Um, <laughs> yeah. Course. So, anyway, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Short stint there, and then, then it, again, it just kind of fizzled out. Well, we're going to bring it back today, right here on this episode. Every, the whole world is listening. Um, well, cool. I'm excited to go into this. It's funny because I was going to do like I do every other comic podcast where I go through and I like kind of outline it and stuff. And so I started to for the first one. And then I was like, oh, there's two. Oh, there's three. Oh, oh, they're all like comic strips. Like it's the stories are from one page to maybe five. Yeah. And the only thing that's kind of um, frequent throughout is is Lenore. And, they, and sometimes she's not in the stories as well. Yeah. Yeah, and so you have the omnibus, which is like all of them. Right? I do. I'm missing the fourth one. So I have like okay. one, two, and three. Um, the first mm-hmm. one's Noogies, which was the one through four issues, I believe. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And the second one's Cooties, and the third one is Wedgies, and the fourth one is Swirlies, which I really, I thought, I don't know why I don't have it. I think maybe because I wasn't super into the story anymore. Because here's the thing. Um, I mean, I teach creative writing, you know that, but I tell my students all the time, like, look, your first draft or your first beginning isn't going to be the strongest. It's usually in that second part where it really shines, and then the third, it's like, okay, cool. So the second book really shines, um, in my opinion, with the story, and then the third really starts to put it together, and then you're like, okay, this is what now Lenore's going to do instead of her just having these little misadventures. She's now going to be sucked in this whole other world. All this, and oh. that. yeah, and that ragamuffin. So it's like a. Oh, go ahead. What'd you say? The ragamuffin. What's that? That's the, your favorite one. Yeah, the ragamuffin. The ragamuffin character ends up being like her best friend and follows her throughout the comics after. Oh, that's awesome. So, in the fourth one or the third one, I guess, are you saying that it's like a longer story yeah. instead of these short little ones? Yeah. Okay. And it's like a longer and story. Yeah. But with little oh, cool little stories in here and there kind of put out just like of her and like you know other funny little things of other characters and Roman Jurges like things include involving me he adds those still and artwork oh cool I think the cool thing the magical thing about her is that the stories are so short and they're done and it's yeah. like and the, the punchline is like right there at the end and you're just like <laughs> and like the punchline is like unexpected but then it's also expected but then sometimes it's kind of out there and you're like alright like that that's funny <laughs> And then there's like little itty bitty, like when you look at the uh, drawings closely, he inserts teeny tiny jokes in there that you wouldn't catch. I mean, I've read these like forever. I've had these a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
you look at it again, you're like, oh, I never noticed that. I never noticed that. I never noticed mm-hmm. that. These little intricacies of like, oh, okay, that's funny. Like, I get that. I totally get that. And which you see a lot, and I'm going to tie a lot with Invader Zim um, and Jonan Vasquez yeah. because I'm a big fan of him as well. Um, and his writing as well. But it's that weird, it's that, what I call like the stress relief kind of writing. It's like these mm-hmm. little goofy things that the writer's just like, oh, I just have to throw it in there to move crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. And it's fun. I don't know how we thought of it or how it came about, but here we are <laughs> with a cute little deck Yeah, doll. they're they're fun. They're so fun. Um, I'm going to read a, a little summary that I've found here that I think is perfect. And then I want to go through this. And I already told you about this, um, of course. But we're going to pick our top three from the comic. And it's funny because my top three were Nakia's as well. <laughs> so I'm glad that Nakia sent me her list prior because I was like, well, that's going to be a boring episode. <laughs> I'll get my own three because <laughs> we're the same person. Yeah. So I, of course. <laughs> Okay, so Lenore, The Cute Little Dead Girl is a black comedy comic series created by Roman Dirge, inspired by the poem Lenore by Edgar Allan Poe. Lenore Noogies, which is volume one, what we're reading today, is a romp into the dark, surreal world of a little dead girl, featuring stories about limbless cannibals, clock monsters, cursed vampire dolls, taxidermied friends, an obsessed would-be lover, and more fuzzy animal mutilations than should be legal. True. Uh, Lenore is one of the funniest, darkest comic books on the marketplace today. <laughs> it was perfect. I was like, yep, that's how, I guess that's how you sum her up. She's, she's pretty evil, but but not <laughs> on accidentally evil. I don't know. Yeah, it's more accidentally evil. She's supposed to be yeah. a, a 10-year-old girl that died of pneumonia. Mm-hmm. So, like, she's still like, in that 10-year-old mindset, but she's dead. Well, it's funny because she, like, she dies in the Raven chapter, or that chapter is at least the chapter that tells us what happens, but, like, people can still see her. Yeah. So she's, like, a ghost. <laughs> she's, like, a zombie, like, kind of ghost, but they can talk to the netherworld creatures, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's why all her friends are these, like, strange, like, creatures. Um, and I think, also, I was thinking about this, too, and I know you will totally, like, feel this. There's a lot of Tim Burton in here, and... Oh, Yeah. Yeah. And Tim Burton's great. It's fun. It's fantastical. It's it's magical. It's wild. It's parts of our brain and our dreamlike world that we just don't really access as much. And then when it's brought out to us, it's like, wow, you know, this is so incredible. Um, and so those touches are in here. They're just, you know, they're just not as fantastical. Right. They're more, they're kind of simple and kiddish in this one, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like, um, like if Nightmare Before Christmas was like cartoon, but more buttons on eyeballs and taxidermied faces. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely, yes. And I don't know if you're um, familiar with the Edward Gorey. I have heard, I've seen his, his, his art. He has like stringy legged people with like big um, torsos and they're just kind of odd looking, very creepy, right? Yeah. And, um, oh, hi, Herman. Yeah, my, my cat just interrupted. <laughs> Here he is. This is yeah. Six toed cat hanging He's out with us. I love him. Famous. He's very famous. Very famous. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, Edward. Like, Bo- you guys should know about me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they all do. Um, yeah, Edward Gorey. Yeah, he does like the drawings, the illustrations. He does like, like, I think it was Oyster Boy, which is one of his famous works. Um, he does the A through Z alphabet of, I think, 
ways children die or diseases. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen that one. It's at the Halloween store. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. so it's a touch of that as well. And mm -hmm. I think, you know what, I, I know what it is. Now, the more I talk about this, the reason why it made my god yeah. heart sing at 15, 2000s. Um, not, to be, <laughs> not to be confused with emo, by the way, everyone else. Anyway, god <laughs> industrial, very different. Um, <laughs> Um, is because, again, it brought all these things together that we all loved and enjoyed as, you know, these kids that weren't really, that we didn't fit in too much. And it was, like, kind of weird. And it was strange to, you know, like these things. It was evil or it was, you know, you were satanic or whatever it was that you liked these things. So when, you know, reading this comic, you're like, oh, wow, it's a familiarization. You don't know exactly yeah. what it is, but as you talk about the word of horror, you're like, oh, okay, this is why it speaks to me level and again if you immerse yourself in that culture that is your culture that is your you know enjoyment of your hobby etc or the way you find yourself it's gonna ring through you and you see touches of like again nine nails um skinny puppy um jack off jill etc and i think roman dirge did super jack i can't remember he did artwork for an album of um, one of those documents anyways so again it's, awesome. it, yeah it's like bringing all that stuff together and kind of putting it in a funny little comic adding to that compendium of goth stuff, I guess. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's like, it looks familiar, but then not at all, you know? Exactly. Yeah. What's up, Herman? He's right in front of the I'm, camera. He's taking place of your face every now and then. I, yeah. I'm trying really hard not to take a picture. <laughs> you know, you can. It's just, he does this. My students know. He gets my camera, they're like, there he is. <laughs> he's a celebrity. Oh my gosh, he's so dang cute. I hope One-Eyed Clyde makes an appearance. Oh my gosh, Herman, forget about it. You're adorable. Oh yeah. my gosh. He's no, just Clyde's... like this golden cat. Yeah. Clyde's asleep. <laughs> Clyde's not Clyde's down. asleep. Clyde's, Clyde's <laughs> done with everything. Oh. Yeah. Um, well, let's jump into our uh, top three, Miss Nakia. I keep wanting to call you Makia because that's my nickname for you. <laughs> Miss Makia. <laughs> Miss Makia. <laughs> What's your number three, darling? My, oh, we're gonna go three, two, one. Let's do it. Okay. Cool. You do your three, and then I'll do my. I'll do. You do three. I'll do three. You do two, two, one, one. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. So I said it was that one, that one, and that. One. Okay. So I'd say my number three is the. Oh, where is it? The Soylent Green, um, which is this. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's this funny little drawing of this it looks oh you know what an Adam's family of course you see Adam's family because it looks like Uncle Fester it's got the bald uh -huh. head it's white he's got a striped shirt or whatever it is on um and then in the other panel prior is um a drawing of Eddie Munster from the Munster you can't really tell but if you look at it it's again yeah and then in another comic he represents the Munsters but anyway so you know you can see like Adam's family here right and mm -hmm. um I'll just read a little bit. Four, so four Soylent Green, a cannibal with no arms or legs, living off birds and insects that venture too close. I mean, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, you're, like, looking at this, because, you know, the first thing you see is this little drawing, and then you're like, what am I reading? <laughs> and then, yeah, he's like a weeble wobble. Yeah, he's a weeble wobble. Arms. Yeah, like, and it's over so quick, but then you're like, wait, yeah, what did I just read? What? Here it's gone. Exactly, and it's so wild. Like, I would have never thought about this, but somehow it's believable. And okay, and I'm sure you know the Soylent Green reference. You know, Soylent Green is people that'll, 
80s movie and all that. So, you know, you, you named it this. And um, it's just this little weeble wobble that tries to eat things and he just wants friends. So you get that mm-hmm. little weird note of like, oh, you're sympathetic. Yeah. This poor thing just wants friends. Just in- yeah. And then, they just make and fun then how of him. does it end? It's <laughs> So they just make fun of him and he's sad. And like one of the lines is, sadness overcomes you, but there's nothing to wipe the tears. Because he has no arms or legs. <laughs> so then he just eats people. So then he just attacks and eats people. And the way it ends is that he just kind of uh, eats his own tongue and dies. <laughs> and then um, the, the, the joke here is so like, you're like, okay, all right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's eating angels. And, you know, the punchline is, angels taste funny. And you're like, yeah. all right. <laughs> The end. The end to black. Like, okay. Yeah. And, like, you know, one of them, they call him, see, the limbless cannibal. And you're just, you know, you're putting <laughs> like, these phrases, these, you know, these definitions, these thoughts, these objectives, these definitions together that yeah. just don't make sense, but they make sense. <laughs> you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, I get it. All right. And some of these are like, there's, the jokes are so bad, they're good. They're like dad jokes that you, you don't want to laugh at, but they're kind of funny. Like, exactly. all right, I'll give it to you. Exactly. exactly. And then, but then they're dark. <laughs> so then, you, then they're just like weird. So dark. Yeah. It's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. You're like, should I be laughing? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fun fact, before I, I forget. This, whole, the, this version I have is all colored um, for the Titan books. That I know that Roman Dirge really worked hard to get all these pages in color, um, but the original mm-hmm. version, the one that was released, is black and white. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So when they, they uh, yeah, when they, the omnibus. Oh, I like the colors for sure. Sorry, inked it, inked it. That's what they say. Um, but yeah, the, he does a really good job with that as well. That's awesome. Um, well, my number three is Lenore and Bunny Foo Foo. Oh. It's a good one. It's a classic. I'm going to read it. And I, I mean, as you guys know, I have a bunny. So anytime it's like a bunny that's going to get hurt, I'm like, excuse me. But um, this bunny's doing the murdering. So it's all good. (laughs) Uh, So little bunny foo-foo hopping through the forest, picking up a little filled mouse and bopping them on the head. Down came the good fairy. And she said, little bunny foo-foo, I don't want to see you picking up little field mice and bopping them on the head. No bopping mice? No. Cut that shit out. I love that. That's my Okay, I'm sorry. And time goes by. Little bunny foo-foo hopping through the forest, picking up a little armadillo and bobbing them on the... No! Well, it's not a mouse. Lenore, you can't bop any animals. No more manimals? No animals. Moral, be more specific. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah, and um, the funny little notes in here is like, you know, you think bopping on the head. She's smashing them with a mallet. (laughs) Yeah. Pop. Yeah. Oh my god. Animals are dead and smash on her mallet. And then I don't know if you noticed that, but at the end, she smashes the fairy. Oh, I didn't catch that. So just now, I see the wings. <laughs> yeah, she smashed the fairy. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I like how she's just like anything that gets in her way. She's like, and goodbye. Yep. Uh, Bunny Poopoo makes an appearance yep. later on other uh, issues. Oh, this. <laughs> yeah, she really? does. <laughs> I wonder if somebody's dressed as Bunny Poopoo for Halloween. I'm sure they have. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure it was one of those weird things, like, what are you? And then, like, nobody knew except that one person. Yeah. Well, you could do Lenore, you just need, like, a blonde wig and then two, like, skull barrettes, right? 
right? Again, it would be one of those things like, who are you? What are you? And then again, your fun little conference in 2000 go, I know who you are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Gotta find your tribe, man. That's your tribe. Right, yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah. What's your number two, girl? Okay, it's Ragamuffin. Um, and I mentioned this before because Ragamuffin ends up being like her best friend and stays mm-hmm. with her throughout the series. And the thing is with him, he's supposed to... I love this because it's a joke on vampires, right? So when you're goth, like vampires are so cool. Uh, the interview with the vampire, oh my gosh, nobody understands me. Um, right, <laughs> and, of course. You know, so they make this vamp. I'm trying to find it. Um, oh, here it is. Okay, and what's cool about Roman Dirge is that a lot of these, they're either what we call um, narrative blocks, you know, the little blocks in the corner that shows the narrative or um, speech bubbles. And in this first uh-huh. opening, there's no speech bubbles. It's just drawings. And, okay. Um, so you just kind of see her walking around her house, and she finds this box of toys. And, like, of course, the box of toys is, like, little stuffed animals, but then, like, other, like, random stuff, like a hammer and, like, a <laughs> baseball bat with a nail. Um, of course. And she picks up this bear, and I love this. She goes, I love Mr. Bear Bear. Mr. Bear Bear is so special. You know, what a 10-year-old says. Yeah. And then Mr. Bear Bear is, like, pees all over <laughs> But the bear is named Mr. Piddle, and she's like, oh, gross! So she throws it out the window. And then she finds this little doll, and it's got this funny, it's like black and white, and it's got this funny little face. Um, it's just this funny little doll, and it's got like little hair sticking out of it. She's playing with it. And she's like, I love Mr. Weird Doll Thing Guy here. <laughs> and you're like, I love that because that's just so real. It's just mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. real, like the way she's saying it. She's not like that dumb, old, stupid, soggy bear. <laughs> and it shows the bear crying outside the window. You know, it goes close up, the bear's crying. Um, of course. Yeah. And so she sees, she goes, hey, you have an owie on your arm. I'll fix it. And it just kind of shows her going through her house. And she's got this little sewing kit. And she opens it. And she's got a needle. And then she accidentally pokes herself. And it shows, like, this little blood drop go. And it hits Ragamuffin. And then he's like, he comes to life. And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, <laughs> At long last, I am free, you know, and he's talking to her, and she's like, uh, what are you? And he's like, I am Ragamuffin, the eternal vampire scourge. And then it's like, Roman makes fun, like, does the satire here, makes fun of this goth culture, I guess, of Soviet, right? Of, like, doom and gloom and so serious, and I'm an evil vampire, and then he just kind of pushes it more and be like, yeah, look at this vampire. And then it shows Ragamuffin as his vampire form, and then he goes to eat this woman. <laughs> But here's the thing, you like don't see it, and then you you see it, and it's like, he, it's just bones and guts, and he's like, what'd I do? And then this other, like, evil sorceress comes in, and she's like, oh, that's my sister! And then, like, casts the spells on him, and he was like, look, lady, I'm sorry about your sister, but you can't kill me, I'm immortal. And she's like, I wasn't trying to kill you. And then he turns into the stuffed animal creature. And then, yeah. and then it comes back, and he's like, that's my tail! And then he's talking to her, and she's like, you're cute. And he's just, like, really annoyed. Um, and he, and here's the thing about Ragamuffin. He hints a lot about, about her past. So, like, in this next panel, he says, you came along and picked me up. You looked a lot different then. I think you were alive or something. So kind of adding to that, being like, yeah, you were alive and got me. Um, so, yeah. anyways, then he attacks her. He's like, I must eat. And she's just kind of, like, screaming, and then she's like, wait, wait a second. And then he's like, wait, am I still a doll? And she was like, and he's like, she's like, yeah. He's all, something's wrong. Your blood should have turned me back into my old self. Unless something is wrong with your blood. And she says, I've been embalmed. 
Yeah, that's, that's the joke. Yeah, it's one of the jokes. And you're like, oh, yeah. He says, now I am stuck in this form for all eternity. What shall I do? Me, one of the most savage killers the world has ever known. And then the next panel is adorable. They're at a tea party. She's like, more tea, Mr. Muffin Man? And he's just, he's, yeah. grum- and he's grumbling, yes. You know? Like, all right, well, this is... He doesn't is... want to be part of the tea party, yeah. But this is what he is now. He's this scary vampire stuck in this doll form for this little dead girl's best friend forever. Yeah. I, I love all the this cast of characters because Ragamuffin, he comes back later on, too. <laughs> yep. 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 He protects her. He helps her. He does all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Um, well, my number two, say your is, number two. Um, is the sinus problem. Mm. So we've got... This, yeah, you like this one, too? Oh, gosh. It's so I, funny. I read it. I go, Tess going to love this. I said I read it, and I was like, Tess is going to love this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's stupid. Yeah. But I love it. Um, it's called The Sinus Problem. And it's only like, what's this? Like 12, 13, 14, like 15 panels. That's it. Um, and she goes, ah, you And then out comes this like black dot with legs. And then it starts talking and goes, ahem. Hark, what light through yonder wicken- window breaks. A plan, a planet where apes evolve for men. Oompa Loompa. I'm funny. How? Like a clown funny? No, no, Mr. Bond. I expect you to die. And then Lenore says, my sinuses are acting up again. And he goes, you talking to me? And that's it. <laughs> you like, what a joke. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Oh. And that's a pun. That's a pun, right? Where they say, like, oh, my sinuses are acting up. And you're, is it a pun? I can't remember, but it's like, you know, you yeah. take that. <laughs> yeah, sense. yeah. It's like a double entendre. Is yeah. that it? Uh, like, no, because that's a double like meaning. That? Um, oh, okay. It's a pun. Yeah, I think it's like a pun. I don't know. Maybe You're the creative writing teacher. Right? right? You know better than me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's all good. Call it a pun. Good. Someone will correct it, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We're good. We're laughing. It's all good. Uh, no, I love that one. That was a good one. And they're just like, they're just these little splurts. And some of them are just one page of one joke. And then you're like, oh, that was it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're done. We're going on the next one. <laughs> yeah. And then you're laughing. You're, you're left. I'm sorry. Uh, feeling good and happy. And it's just funny. You know, and like, what did I just read? You might read it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what's your number one? My number one is when they introduce taxidermy. And... <laughs> I don't know why this character spoke to me so much, but I was just like, this is the weirdest, wild, what <laughs> is this? And it's so cute. I love it. I just love the drawing. So, like, the first panel, she's playing with, oh, uh, I didn't see, I just noticed this. Like, I have it in front of me, and she's playing with the Creepy Collies kit. And I don't know if you remember that. It was the hit of the 90s, and it was, like, the, it was, the, it was the boy version of um, the little bake oven. Oh, the Easy Bake Oven? Yes. So Easy, oh. Easy Bake Oven came out for girls, right? Talking about genders oh. in the 90s. So the boys yeah. are like, we need something. So they created Creepy Crawley's Lab. And you oh. put, like, it was, like, came with these tubes. And you can, like, create little bugs and, like, make their different oh. colors. And you put it in the oven thing. And you pull them out. And they were, like, little rubber toys you made. I want that. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted that, too. My neighbor had it. We used to play all the time. But it was, like, I remember the commercial. It was, like, Creepy. It's a whole thing. Um, (laughs) 
So she's playing with that, though. I just realized that. Like, again, a funny little thing that holds yeah. that, that memory. And that, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Exactly. And I then, love it. Yeah, so, you know, she gets a knock at her, or a ding-dong. She gets a bell at her door. And it just shows, she opens the door, and it's this massive deer slash horse slash I don't know creature in a suit. <laughs> And, okay. he's, and he's just staring at her, and he's like, hi. And he goes, whoa, you're neat. What happened to you? <laughs> like, what a funny little like, thing to say. And he goes, it's a yeah. uh, medical condition. And then the panels are just them staring at each other, right? It's just zooming in on their faces. And it, yeah. it, it's writing in that awkward silence that we would probably. Yeah, yeah. And then speaking about jokes, this is my favorite joke. She, she does it here. It shows just her. She was getting bored, chief. <laughs> <laughs> you're like okay my name is taxidermy I live in the woods out back I have to go to town I was hoping that you'd watch my friend his name is Malachi and you won't be in any trouble and then he pulls out this rat thing yeah and it has no ears the eyes are bulging it has these sharp teeth and it has these weird long tendrils coming out of the floor of its legs or you know it's like these tendrils and it's just like and it just stands on these tendrils and he puts it down <laughs> and he goes thanks and leaves and then you think, you know, with her, she's going to be like, wow, this is so cool, this is so fun, I love this. But she's just like, it just stands there, and it doesn't do anything. Yeah. And she's looking at it, and she pokes at it, and she goes, uh, are you alive? And it's just staring at her. And then she's like, hello? And it's just staring at her, and she's getting nervous. And then it shows her little finger, like, going to go touch him, and every yeah. little panel gets closer. And then the last panel, she finally touches it, and he freaks out, and he goes, and he starts skittering around the room but here's the thing he doesn't skitter on all fours he skitters on his sides so it's yeah. like the two legs <laughs> up and the two legs down on these weird tendril things and he's just yeah. screeching through her house and you know he roman writes these little things like and like skitter skitter and skitter like skitter what a funny word we don't ever use that yeah we never see it yeah and just and then it disappears and she's like freaked out she's like oh my gosh and then it just like shows her like scared and then she gets a phone call and it says, hi Lenore, it's taxidermy. I'm going to be tied up for the rest of the night so I'll come get Malachi tomorrow. Thanks, click. And she's like, what? And it shows her in the corner with a broom and some cans of Raid. <laughs> and, and it just, it doesn't show the little creature, it just shows the words that he's still like doing this weird sound, this screaming, weird skitter <laughs> I love it. I love the art of taxidermy. Uh, it's one of my favorite characters. I used to draw him all the time uh, because he's just an incredibly fantastical creature that calls on so many of those nightmare creatures. I think of our dreams and things we would imagine coming out of the woods as children. Um, maybe perhaps we stumbled upon a rotting deer corpse and only saw the head, and we see these antlers. You know, it's kind of invokes those feelings, but it's in a suit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah. you know, I think the artwork's beautiful for him for that character in particular. And then I just think it's funny. It's like, it's a turn for her because you just expect her to be more like intrigued and want to play with this thing. And instead she's like terrified. <laughs> and, and the reader- It's the first time we see her scared, right? Yeah. And the reader gets no context. Like usually she's like, cool, fun, this is great. But yeah. Okay. All right. I love it. And that little creature reminded me of like those Salvador Dali uh, mm -hmm. elephants with the long legs too. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, like those little, those little that dream you never want to have. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it, you're right. It's like a conglomerate of everything that's like this. 
it's like I don't even know how to explain. They're not the same. Like you say, like Tim Burton, Edward Gorey, um, Chase Adams, um, who did the Adams Family. It was Chase or Chess. Um, you know, and obviously Roman, uh, Roman here, like they're all the same, but different, but it, I think it's because they take like what we normally would see as like a cute little girl and they add, um, a little skull thing or like in like a, a tiny hand and a big, a, like a longer body or like a button eyeball or, you know, just something that's like a little out of place, but, but you know, what's what, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Right. And it's, okay. it's something of our, again, I always, I think there, there's a lot of invocation of childhood fantasies and also you know being scared etc but also being intrigued as well again why Tim Burton is a favorite among a lot of children but they're also scared of it as well but mm-hmm. diving into that world and being like wow this is, this is incredible and, and also reaching to those kids who kind of like think that way already you know and are pulled to that um, also I don't know if you noticed but in Lenore her little outfit is like Wednesdays with the white collar it is yeah, yeah, <laughs> I love it. He he has his odes to uh, like classic horror culture, mm-hmm. which is like the monsters. I, and I I saw that reference. It was like um it was like a quote on TV or something, right? Yeah, yeah, something something Herman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like little things that nobody would catch except if you knew that. Again, like you know, you and I were such big. It's like one of our favorite TV shows. I grew up watching that, and uh, mm-hmm. you know and. It's just so funny and sweet and wonderful all at the same time. Yeah, exactly. It's it's fun. I don't know what it is, but like you mentioned it earlier as well. You're like, I like the fun stuff of Halloween. Like you're not you're not a nightmare nightmare on thirteenth street is what I was gonna say. <laughs> nightmare on Elm Street. You're no. not a Freddy the thirteenth person. Yeah. You're not like a horror buff. You're like, um, yeah, like uh, a freaking Beetlejuice and Edward Scissorhands mm-hmm. and you know, you're, you know, and I'm the same way. It's like, does that make us less of Halloween people? But it's like, no, it's just like the creepy, I don't know, like the in-between person that thinks like differently. It's like Wednesday when she goes to that camp in the Adams family. (laughs) Our favorite scene. And she sets everything on fire. Oh, that was so good. Oh my gosh. But you're right. It's that world that isn't like that Freddy Krueger slash and kill and know all that it's this harmless fun world that's childlike in ways can be somewhat harmless but it's also like no one's getting murdered to pieces but again some of these are you know like there's that panel of like this woman just in like organs and bones and stuff um but there's still a weird air of lightness and lightheartedness heartedness to it yeah exactly like we're not going to go out and do that but we can like (laughs) laugh at it a little bit like kind of funny <laughs> exactly exactly roman's very self-aware of the whole goth persona and like how ridiculous it is uh jonah vasquez does yeah. the same thing with um i feel sick which is another uh, favorite comic of mine that he did um and makes fun of like goth clubs and you're like oh man <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's true, true. <laughs> uh have i taken no we haven't gone to the beetle bar yet but we will we will Sounds cool. Do we go? No, we haven't gone to the, the Tim Burton bar in Hollywood. I gotta Ugh. take you there. You're you're gonna be like, I'm home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know so many places, right? Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so sorry, we had to laugh. You're number one. What's your favorite one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yes, yes, yes. It's funny. We're also <laughs> catching up here. Okay. Um. Okay. So my favorite one is Leapfrogging, oh. which is a total of eight panels. And uh, okay, so it's Lenore's little friend. 
who doesn't really look, look like Lenore. She's got, like, frizzy hair and overalls. She says, hey, Lenore, want to play leapfrog? And she says, okie dokie. And then it's three panels of one hopping over the other, hopping over the over, the over, and then two more hopping over. And then you just see, buzz, and it's Lenore's eyes get so big, and her friend leapfrog into a wood chipper. The oh, end. The end. <laughs> she goes, oops. Oops. And it's like, so, like, where did the wood chipper come from? Why? How? They were just playing leapfrog. <laughs> Was that on purpose? <laughs> I love that. It's like unexpected. You're like, where is this go? Oh, goodness. I did not see that. Yeah. And like you said, you know, people see her. So like, it's kind of funny that this little girl, like her age probably is just like, yeah, we're friends and I'm going to play with this little girl, not knowing. This little ghost girl. And they say kids can't see ghosts. That's true. So. It's true. <laughs> um, I did, what did I want to say? Um, I think it's hinted throughout that she's cursed because of this happening to her. Um, so Ooh. in a different book, I think it's Cootie, she talks about how she's like always sad that her friends die when like the hu- her human friends die whenever they're around. She's like, I want to be better than that. I should pay more attention. And then it's a whole joke, of course, where she kills someone. Um, she's yeah. like, oops. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think that there's just this funny, like, because she's in between worlds, which comes up in volume three too. um, where, again, I don't want to spoil it too much, but she gets pulled into the netherworld, and that's a whole uh-huh. other thing. Because they're like, yeah, you can't live in the real world, so we should pull you back into our world. And they call it Heck instead of Hell. Heck? Yeah. Amazing. Is it like, um, you know that underworld that's in that movie, Corpse Bride? Kind of, yeah, yeah. And the creatures are wild-looking, and again, like that taxidermy oh. like, put-together kind of thing. You're like, whoa. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's just interesting. It's good for your brain to bend that way, too, and be like, whoa, what am I looking at? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then, of course, I think also to show that it's not, uh, like we were saying earlier, like, you know, it's very lighthearted and fun, and that, you know, people who like this stuff aren't really satanic or evil or whatever. It's just kind of fun stuff um, to yeah. enjoy. But yeah, that wood chipper also reminds me of uh, Fargo. I don't know if you've seen that movie. <laughs> I haven't, but I think I, I've heard about the wood chipper. It's good times. <laughs> put people in it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. So maybe that's a joke there. So, you know, that, that yeah. perhaps, it, you know, Roman's putting in. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. All of them are cute. I'll say another um, one that I thought, I was thinking of, like, the wood yeah. chipping one is when she's doing the ballerina dance at the funeral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay, so that one, that was the one I didn't get, and I'm like, the joke is right here in front of me, and I'm not seeing it. it seeing it. Is it just because she's just doing ballerina right next to a funeral, and that's it, right? Yeah, but it's not her funeral. It's okay. someone else's. Right. She's just like, la, 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 la. Yep. Oh. Yep. She's doing her little dance routine. She's got her dead cat she's swinging around, and, like, you know, of course, the priest is like, uh, probably not the best time, but, like, everybody's like, what are you doing? Like, why are you, she's having a time of her life. Yeah, I, I love these. Now, that was super fun, especially because this month has had some heavy hitters so far. And so um, it's, it's good to have things like this, comics like this, where I can just blaze through in, like, no time and but have fun at the same time. So thank you for introducing me to these. These are awesome. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I hope uh, you're able to get your hands on some others and, and just have fun, enjoy them, get a good little giggle out of them, um, enjoy the artwork and all of that, and just be a part of this little girl's strange world. 
Yeah. Well, next time I go over to your house, I'll just go in your bedroom and find your comics and read them real quick. Oh, girl, I got so I got so many weird ones. Oh, speaking of which, I was going through another one that's really hard to read, but it's in that weird fantastical. It's called Beautiful Darkness. It is Ooh. out there. <laughs> really? Is yeah. it like hor- Like it's dark? It's not comedy. It's weird. It's fantastical dream mixed with dark. It's about a dead girl in the woods, like another dead ten-year-old girl in the woods, and then how her emotions I would say or also her dreams come out but they take pixie form and how they survive in the woods it's wild it is wild and it's all watercolor ooh watercolor have you read Sandman yet? Uh, by Neil Gaiman? yeah Um, I actually haven't oddly enough I know all about it but I haven't I know I'm I'm really bad (laughs) with the Gaiman stuff Gaiman? Gaiman? Gaiman. No, game. It's all good. I think it's Neil Gaiman, but no worries. Okay. Um, that that this kind of reminds me like like Sandman's like a, like an adult. All of these things like an adult the, of this world. We're talking like kiddish and fun with like colors and things. This one's like an adult out of this world kind of one. I gotta get that to you, girl. You would be like, I think you just love that one. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. American yeah. Gods a lot. Um, actually, in the third one of Lenore, uh, Gaiman does a forward. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, wow. Yeah, he does a forward. He's everywhere. Yeah. He's everywhere. He is. He actually, he's like good friends with one of my teachers at my school, too. It's a whole thing. What? I know. It's a whole thing. But yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, he does a whole intro in this one and talks about Roman Dirge and Lenore and all that. Touches on all the pieces. He's like the god of like creepy horror. Like he's like the god and he just kind of like. He, like, touches your work. Like, I'll see him at the beginning of comics all the time, and I'm like, what are you doing here, Neil? What? Go, whoa, I thought you were in Sandman World. Or, or, what? Right? He's uh, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. And I think... Well, thank you. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I don't want to no, interrupt no, no, your you ending here. Nope. What did okay. you say? I was going to say, I think, most of the polls, uh, Neil, <laughs> Roman, yeah. Jonan, um... Adam's family, all of that. Again, it's this, these worlds that we are taught as children as well that they are dangerous and wrong. Um, so when we get an inkling of that, like Coraline, for example, is a really good one, and we're like, oh, wow, maybe those thoughts and those things aren't as bad as they, you know, are supposed to be. And I'm not saying you know you should be murdering people, etc. But I think that childlike wonder and curiosity of what happens when an animal dies or, you know, what happens if somebody dies, et cetera. But then throw in the humor and the, I mean, these were written for adults, of course, Lenore was. Um, mm-hmm. Again, just kind of immersing all of that together. And then same with Neil, et cetera. Yeah, it's, it's not, it's like, it's hard to, so like when it comes to comics like these, it's like, okay, they're not for kids. I would not give this to my little eight-year-old niece. I would not yeah. do that. Maybe to my 16-year-old niece, but not to my, 18, my eight-year-old niece. Like, it's, it's like you have to have a level of understanding, like, don't do this, but suspend disbelief for a second and just have fun. Absolutely. Right? Well, cool. I loved having you here, darling. Thank you for being here with thank, me. Thank you so much for setting this up. I was super excited. It's something I've been wanting to do with you forever. So I'm so happy it's Hall- It's for a Halloween one. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, girl. You get a whole day to you. This is your day. Woo. Best holiday ever. <laughs> ever, 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 ever. 
Um, well, my spooky bestie, I love you so much, darling. And uh, thank you for sharing Lenore with us. And uh, yeah. All right, guys. Um, thank you for tuning into Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. Tune in tomorrow for day 18 of 31 Days of Horror. Say bye, Nakia. Bye. I love you, Tess. I love you, Nikia. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast 31 Days of Horror. If you like what you're hearing, please follow OCD on any of your favorite podcatchers. Take it a step further and leave a five-star Apple Podcast review. <laughs> that really helps me out. Thank you. You can follow OCD on Instagram at OCD Podcast or Facebook.com slash OCD Podcast. Tune in tomorrow as I review another horror Halloween comic. <laughs>